You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week on Carly's Couch, we talk about six more lessons that we've learned in business. Hello, hello, hello. Happy whatever day it is that you're joining us on the couch. Welcome to Carly's Couch. My name is Lex Topia. CC Fierce slash Carly Carpio. And we are glad to be here with you today. We are starting out Black Business Month. It's August officially. Um, I know kids are getting ready to go back to school and summer is not really winding down, but it's supposedly supposed to be winding down, although the earth is at a boiling point right now. Um, but it is a focus on business. So We wanted to revisit one of our past episodes, episode 226, where we talked about six valuable lessons in business, and this week give you six more. But first, Carly, uh, let's go through our question from the couch this week. Which was, what's the best compliment you have ever received? And it's funny because with this question, I noticed that the answers kind of fell into a couple different categories, which then made me also think like, hmm, you know, do people care more about how they affect other people? Do they care about things that are directly related to them? For some, it was like certain things they accomplished. And then I started breaking it down even more and being like, okay, what are the guys like more girls? But I didn't actually see that much difference in gender. Um, But it was so funny because some of the people, the best compliment they could think of was what, they do for others. So when people say things like, you make me feel safe, Uh, you allow me to be me, Um, you inspired me to change my life, you saved my life, you always share resources without wanting anything in return. And it's funny because I think actually it was more the men who were saying things like uh, it was their best compliment for their partner. Well, they didn't say it was their partner, but for people to say that they make them feel safe. So I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah, that's pretty, that's beautiful. (laughs) Um, And then I like how you separated it because then there's all these compliments about the person like Mm -hmm. as in who they are. So you have an inviting spirit. You have the ability to find the sun behind the clouds. That's very poetic. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. Yeah. Low key. I was like, don't forget to write some of these down and use them in your next card with the flowers or a little (laughs) little something. Yep. You see a silver lining in everything. You have a beautiful energy or spirit. You smell good. That's always, I feel like, a really great compliment Mm -hmm. to get um, from people. Especially when it's 200 degrees outside and it's getting real musty. Because people be real musty. (laughs) Man. Including myself after a few hours. I just finished summer camp um, in July. I know them kids. This kid be wearing hoodies, bro. It's it's boiling outside. I know y'all musty. Anyways, um, another one is your 90s fine. (laughs) Um, oh, this one is beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. Your laugh soars to the heavens. This lady's an Italian man said that to her, so I was like, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does. I love the way your brain works, and you are the most intelligent Aww. woman I've ever met. Aww. And then for some, and I'll put this under what you've accomplished, but there's quite a few people who were like, their greatest compliment is for people to compliment like their kids. So like your kids are so compassionate or you're a great dad. And I think that's valid because uh, I think for people with kids, your priorities kind of change a little bit. And so for somebody to praise your children is a testament to you. So I can see how that could be a compliment. Carly, what type of compliment is more of like the one that you're like, oh, about? Man, the top two, it was actually one about me. And then like those always feel good because it's, 
it's inherent. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything to, to get that compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, like, in training people, like, in, in just in being myself, like, inspiring people, like, that also means a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. I um, saw so one other person said this, too. And for me, I like... Um, Man, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. That's the one I like the best. (laughs) But that has to do um, with what my life looks like, I guess. So I think still it'll reflect like what you care about most, right? So I I do care about accomplishing or care about, you know, doing things a certain way and all of that. So for me, that is an accomplishment. I mean, that is a, a good compliment, rather. Look, I hope y'all was taking notes because we got some quality over here. <laughs> yeah, those are cute. Um, so that's good. And I, and I was glad to see, like I said, so many guys responding with compliments that they got. Um, and I was surprised, like, it wasn't too many or, like, nothing crazy. Like, everybody actually legitly thought about the question. So thanks for that. Um, and we're excited to go through those answers every week at the top of the episode. So when you see us ask questions on Twitter, on Instagram, or Threads sometimes. Be sure to answer, and we talk about those on the episodes. Oh, yeah, because we are on Threads, too. So, I mean, you probably already know that if you have a Threads account. But, yeah, so follow us there, too. Um, But, as Lexi said, it is Black Business Month. And we got a really good feedback, and a lot of people enjoyed our six original, like, valuable lessons in business episode. So I'm going to give a little refresher before we hop into these new ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one is, done is better than perfect. Two, trust your intuition. Three, relationships matter. Four, delegate. Five, take quick and decisive action. And six, always keep your audience first. Mm -hmm. And those are really good. So go back to 226 if you want to hear those as well. Um, after you listen to this episode. And also, we did those in 2022, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so we're already coming up with another six easily because, I I mean, for me especially, like, every year is, like, such a huge difference in things that are very important or how things change with your work. Um, and so it was pretty easy, I'd say, for us to add another six lessons to that list. Um, so, Carly, the first valuable lesson that we have added to this list is to know what you don't do. And I think that's very important because it's all about having clarity. If you, you have to have clarity in your business to be efficient with your time in business. And you have to have clarity in business to be able to know what things you can quickly say no to, yes to. Um, we already talked about making quick decisions, right? And so the clearer you are on what you don't do, now it's much easier now when I have like a phone call and somebody's like, hey, I'm trying to rebrand my whole website. And it's like, yeah, I don't really do that, dog. Like, And it just, on to the next. Because sometimes we spin our wheels trying to do things just to do it, get a dollar. Um, and it doesn't usually pan out, I don't think, um, in your best interest to do anything that you don't want to do. Yeah, and whenever you know what you want to and you're moving in that, you start to attract the right clients, the right projects, mm-hmm. and it takes all the distraction out of it because, yeah, you could do something for a couple dollars, but then if that's not in your wheelhouse and if you're not already set up to just move forward, you do end up wasting more time mm-hmm. trying to get something done just to get a dollar for what? Yeah, and that's exactly what happened for me, too. Once we really clarified, like, we work with this, this, and this type of folks, um, it also seemed like I was very, very easy to, like, keep getting calls in that space because that's what I'm talking about now. So I'm talking about these specific spaces and I'm gaining more people in those spaces. But if you have people coming up to you and you say yes, and then it's like, well, I could show that I did this thing, but for what? Because you don't want to keep doing it. So definitely get okay um, with knowing what you don't do. Yeah, that's the first step. 
And then another one is to work with people that you like. I think that kind of speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially if it's your business and you can make those choices, you know? Like, why not? And if you're building a business, then you're building a business culture. And it's important Mm -hmm. to have everybody buy into not only the vision, but the culture. Because then that creates a better workplace for everybody involved. Your clients get a, like a, what is it? Like a similar experience every time. It's not all over the place. You're able to deliver that mm-hmm. consistently. There you go, a consistent experience. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. But on, like, the personal end, like, why work with people if you don't like them or y'all fight or y'all just don't get along? Yeah. Um, but the answer to that is because you are able to provide maybe particular service to the client or get paid for that, and yet it's not worth it because that experience is so draining. So I have an example of where I was partnering up with another firm to work with a client and we'd work together on a few different clients. And just the whole time, it was always kind of like, dang, sometimes they're kind of tripping a little bit. Sometimes they're not. And by tripping, I mean, um, their leadership kind of had like a super scarcity mindset. So like, you know, if I answered an email to the client that had all of us on it, they'd be like, are you trying to take the client from us? And it's like, what are you talking about? I'm just responding in a timely manner <laughs> to our client. Um, but they just always seem so scared or or it was just kind of weird, right? And over time, it makes you feel like you have to walk on eggshells or it's like, I need to say this or that. Or like we'd be in a meeting, but in Slack, they're like, don't say this, say that, change this, do this. And it's like, I don't have time to be in the meeting and everybody in the meeting looking at Slack and trying to see what you're talking about. And you're trying to overmanage people. And, and she just... It's like she thought everybody was against her. It was really tough, and yet the work was so good that it was like, okay, I can, you know, let me see how I can make this work, the most I can make it work. But then it finally, after a couple of years, got to a point where it was just like, you know what, like, I'm good, and I just literally have not talked to them since. Um, And since then, because the client ended up dropping them um, and kept us on for an extended, like, six months or something like that, but I was like, oh, this is so much better. And I didn't realize how much more free it was. And it's like, well, actually, I, that wasn't necessary to deal with that. Um, and, and while I did appreciate that, I learned a lot of things from them because that's what I'm looking for, right? When you're in certain situations, you are still looking for the good or the positive or whatever in it. But it felt so good to not have to work with people that actually just none of the team on our side got along with. It was always just like uh, a task to have to deal with them. So it is important to... Um, like who you're working with and also be likable. Um, mm-hmm. I know we didn't say that, but like be likable yourself. If you're the leader, especially, um, you know, everything is your fault and, and everything is great that your team is doing. And so you need to talk to people and respect people um, as such. It works both ways. Yeah. yeah. I was about to, on the back end, it, it absolutely works both ways. Be quick in communication, apologize when you mess up, own things, like be someone that people want to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, give people, you know, the compliments they need to get. Like, just just be praising people and treat people right. Like, it shouldn't be that hard, but I get that sometimes it can be stressful in work environments or you want things done a certain way and whatever, but um, you have to treat people well. So I challenge you, if you are working with clients or partnering with people who don't seem like a good fit, sometimes it's okay, or mm-hmm. not sometimes, always it's okay to Better. move and do something different. Oh, yeah, I've had to um, drop clients, too. I'm like, this ain't it. Um, and yeah, and, and it's always so much better when you do. So yeah, listen to yourself. Um, thirdly, 
Raise your prices. Another da, 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 da. good lesson in business. Always raise your prices and be raising your prices. And in saying that, I want to make sure we don't think about it as a moral thing. I think a lot of times people who um, are not coming into money like that or they may be new to making a lot of money or running a business, whatever, we kind of think about it like we want to help people. We want to make it so well, I don't want to be too expensive. And it's like, no, it's not about that. You need to consider that. A uh, certain percent goes to taxes. A certain percent um, is going to your savings. A certain percent um, might need to go into investing into your company and the programs you use, all this and that, right? Like, really look at how much you need to spend and then recognize that, okay, if you're charging $20 an hour for something, you really might only be making like 15 cents if you're doing all the other things appropriately. So you stack that up and it's like you realize all of a sudden like, oh, really for every dollar I make, I'm really only making 30 cents. And so you need to price yourself at a certain space to actually make the money you need to make. So looking at it from that way, right, like um, just straightforward for your business to grow, you need to make sure you have a profit. Um and I can't tell you how many times, like, I'll see other people in other spaces and their prices are so high and they're getting so much business. And it's like the people who understand marketing or understand what you do, they get it and they will pay for that value. But don't undersell yourself and don't undervalue yourself and your skills, whatever your business is. Man, that goes for um, people who are doing contract work. That goes for influencers. Mm -hmm. That goes for all those things. People aren't just paying for your time, which is, you know, invaluable. They're also paying for all of your experience and all of the things that you bring to them. And so stop looking at it like, oh, man, I can't charge $100 an hour. That's so much. When really you done spent $200,000 on a degree and they're paying another person $5,000 to do something of less quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another one, which is also super, super <laughs> important, um, number four, is to keep following up. Mm -hmm. Be the follow-up king, queen, royal person of your life because sometimes people are just busy. It's not that they're not interested in your work. It's not that they don't want to. Like, maybe they're in a space of transition. Like, one of my biggest clients um, for my consulting like, he told me he wanted to work with me, but he didn't have the bread yet. And he mm -hmm. was like, look, I don't have it yet. I kept following up six months. Hey, bro, how you doing? Checking in. And we've been working together for almost two years now. But it was because mm -hmm. he told me. I remembered. I kept following up. And then whenever he was ready, boom. Mm -hmm. And same on my side. Um, there's been countless times where I've followed up with somebody because they got real quiet. Um, and then I followed up and they're like, oh, I'm so glad you followed up. I had to do this, this and this and or I was gone or whatever. But, um, yes, I do want to do whatever. And then you get the ball moving. But imagine if I was just like, oh, I'm not going to test them again. Like I already, I already asked them one time. And it's like, no, give it some time. But you never know how things turn out. And, again, that's why networking in the sense of keeping in contact with people, even on a chill level, um, is important. Because when people express that they're interested in working with you, um, a lot of times that can be them just, you know, saying that because they're uncomfortable just saying no, right? But um, when you follow up and people do come around or they do say, like, yes, they want to do that, it feels good to know that you did your part. So do your part um, in that sales cycle and always be following up. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Mm -hmm. Also, number five, um, as a thing that we've learned in business, is that failure is a part of the process. Um Literally anytime we've messed something up or something didn't go the way we hoped it would, it always is an opportunity for us to tighten up our processes. And so that's why I'm like so hyped about our processes and the way we do things now because it comes from a lot of mess ups. Um, and without those mess ups and without 
kind of getting out of our comfort zone to do bigger projects and bigger things, we wouldn't have even got to a space to, to even mess up or notice that we need to update something or, or tighten something up. And so that's why that whole cycle is important of always challenging yourself. But then when you do see failures, not getting down on that, but switching up what you need to switch up and just getting better. Um, that's basically kind of the name of the game when it comes to business. And that's how you learn. You don't know how you're doing or what you need to fix until you start moving. So you're essentially building mm -hmm. the plane as you're flying it. And if you mess up, okay, that doesn't mean you're a failure. Like, don't let that fear of failure or of messing up hold you back from accomplishing things. Because that's really how you get to the next level. Like, in launching products and mm -hmm. trying a new service service with clients. And even trying to see if you want to do consulting. Let's say you haven't, thought, haven't ever done it, but you want to try it. You don't know you don't want to do it until you get there. Like, I used to think when I graduated from business school that I wanted to work with kids all year round and just create curriculum and do that. I quickly learned after working mm -hmm. in schools for a couple years, that is not it. But I did learn at what capacity I wanted to work with them. I learned what I was best at doing. And then that gave me an opportunity to move forward. Mm -hmm. And then even um, with products. So I started selling at farmer's markets last year. And I did one in the dead heat of August. And all of my mm, butters melted. All bitches was melted. All of my <laughs> butters melted. Because my projects are actually all mm. organic and all natural. My shit melted. I had mm. to run. While I was watching my booth, I ran to the nearest uh, grocery store thing to buy an ice chest, put ice in it, ran mm. back, threw my shit there. So now guess what? I don't do summer markets unless they're indoors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's smart. And if I do, then I have ice chests and I tell people or I let them pre-order. You know, there are just mm. certain ways. But I would have never known that had I not been there yeah, and failed. That's real. That's real. And if you had never gone, then you wouldn't have had that progression of like, you know, still being in that space and doing sales and all of that. Right. So really, like we talked about in the previous episode about making those quick decisions again, it's like doing something is better than nothing. And so if you're going to do something, if you're always doing and trying, of course, something is not going to work out the way you hope or expect or you're going to encounter something that you didn't think about. But that gives you the opportunity to level up like carly said so you have to just do things failure is just part of it and it does suck because there's been Sorry, a couple things i did i was like oh this is i am a terrible person right now like i suck at all of this i want to quit but you get over that piece and then you make moves and you make more money exactly <laughs> and the last one and probably one of the most important that we've said so far is it is okay to take a step back Whenever you're in this entrepreneurship world and you start off as a solopreneur and especially when you got a team and you helping them pay their bills, like it can be really hard to step away and not feel like everything is going to implode. But that's probably when you need to the most because constantly running yourself and burning the candle from both ends, like you're not bringing your best work, your most quality ideas, your best self to your work. And so it's so important to rest. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal for me, at least, is to be able to take a step back. And because I have a team um, and over years, I've had to learn to like trust them, you know, that things would be OK and that. Uh, I don't have to actually do anything sometimes. And that allows me to do things like this past week where the week before I did extra, extra, extra. Like I, my hours were doubled the whole week because I was working on a big project. And then so this week I was like, yeah, a couple of days I didn't do a thing. And, you know, one of the days I canceled some meetings or I was like, y'all got the meeting. You know, y'all good. They said yes. And everything moves as planned. And I get to like catch my breath and like recharge a little bit. Um, and so that's the goal is that to not be needed. And you can't show people that you're not needed if you're always in the mix of everything. So take a break, um, back up, and make it your goal to be able to take a break and still make money. And, 
you know, still have the business going, especially if you're a solopreneur, which is why team is so important, which is what we talked about in that first uh, 226 when we said delegate and all of that, right? So be sure that you don't feel bad. Take your breaks. Um, take a day off. Make a day where you don't have meetings. Whatever you need to do, but be sure you recharge and bringing your best self to your business and especially to your clients. Yeah, because ain't no point in running yourself into the ground, dog. Absolutely like you're, you're not. You're worth so much more. So I would love to hear what y'all thought about mm. these tips this week. Um, and also, if you haven't listened to 226, go hit them up, too, yeah. because they're important. And the, these build on those, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but hit us at Carly's Couch across all social media platforms and let us know, you know, what you're working on in your business and how these are helping you. Yeah. Um, if you made it this far in the episode, I'd also say tag your business. Tag your business under post or IG post, whatever you see from the episode um, or on Carly'sCouch.com so we can check you guys out and see what you have going on. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye, y'all.